is in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. I feel like sometimes we need to do a bit of a reset <laughs> based on some of the stuff we talk about. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, well, I think we need to uh, a reset and a, a race a search history on Google. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say that, like, you know, my the internet is trying to tell me something, but you know when sort of things pop up, they're saying, oh, based on your interest. I had something popped up the other day to be like, hey, would you like to learn how to erase your search history? Wow. <laughs> Recall, go to Mars. Apparently, I've gone too far with my search interest, even for the internet. <laughs> even the internet is like, oh, bitch, you <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> uh, either figure that out or we've got something over here for you called 8chan. <laughs> here you go. So, yeah, yeah. Thanks for telling me how to live, internet. Jesus Christ. Because <sighs> we, have, we have dealt with some pretty gnarly stuff in the last couple of weeks. Not always intentional, but we just seem to have done a lot of cannibalism and dick eating and dick chopping and... I know we said we have our we have our like we're gonna explore you know the beautiful mysticism of Australia and then people start eating each other and people's dicks are falling off. Um, can I say we actually may have to do a future episode uh, because when we're recording this, it was actually my birthday party to celebrate my birthday last night. So yeah. I had a party last Happy night. Happy birthday! Thank you. Um, it's on Wednesday. We. Um, so I'm not at my best today, <laughs> but when I woke up this morning, I went and I've got, oh, I have a vague memory of like before I went to bed, I was like, I must shower. <laughs> I showered, then got into bed, so I had the wet hair. Woke up this morning, and as I sort of like drifted past my like bathroom mirror, got the fright of my life as I realised. I think I was fucked by Satan last night in my <laughs> sleep because that was the, the only way to explain what was going on with me when I woke up this morning. Oh, my God. You reckon Satan's not a gentleman? Oh, I think Satan rode me hard and put me up wet. Like, oh, my God, it was not good. Just hung you over the fence like an old saddle to dry out. Oh, just... When you say you're not at your best, you walked into my house where we record this each week and my partner and I gave you a bottle of whiskey for your birthday and your blood almost jumped out of your body and ran away like the flamethrower scene in the thing. <laughs> As your head splits in two and a cloud of pure hangover comes out. Oh my God. It was like, it was an excellent party, but it was, it was that problem of whenever... I tried to go through the house. Someone was like, let me make you a special birthday shot just for you. So you can't be an asshole and not drink it. Because all your friends turn into mixologists, don't they? Oh, my God. Oh, they're really not. Look, some are better than others. Yeah. Um, and some, oh, my God. It's like they it's like they milked Satan's butthole. Like, I had some nasty shots last night. <laughs> Nasty! Like, oh my god, there was one. I didn't even know what it was, but my face was violated. No, oh, you're not doing tequila wrong, are you? Oh, any way to do tequila is wrong. Shut your whore mouth. I don't <laughs> even. I don't even drink alcohol anymore, and I will defend tequila. Yeah, nah, 
A good reposado is better than whiskey. Yeah. Oh, get out of town. Nah, it's, a, it's Bloody tequila is the devil's backwater. It is not. A good tequila is smooth and enjoyed slowly. The, the rubbish that we get here that's watered down with sugar and you know mm-hmm. corn syrup and mm-hmm. yeah, it's designed to turn, like turn sailors blind when they're in bloody <laughs> when they're in port for the first time in six months. I will but, I will defend tequila to the end. But that's how I like my liquor, <laughs> like sugary, and will send you blind by the end of the evening. Yeah, wood alcohol, yum. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. if you're not ruining sailor, you're not drinking right. Mind you, defending tequila is not a bad idea because we got our first two Mexican listeners last week. Oh, we did. Ole. Yeah, which is, you know, we're talking about chopping off dicks. So, hello, Mexico. Hola. <laughs> Hola, amigos. <laughs> They're like, finally, someone's talking about what we're interested it's in. It's my niche. <laughs> <laughs> we are here for you, Mexico. Woo. We are. Are we ready to party in Tijuana after last night? I don't know if I am. I'm pretty sure Tijuana would close its doors to you like... Like the miasma on foot you are today. <laughs> there will be lamb's blood above door frames to keep you out. Oh, my God. You know what? If I tried to get on a plane yeah. right now, it would be like that scene in Final Destination. <laughs> Everybody would just take one look at me and be like, well, the Grim Ripley's here. I'm back <laughs> on this plane. Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's not pretty. Yeah. It's but- not pretty. Today's today's probably a bit of a, uh, I suppose, a horror sorbet, Ooh. if anything else. A, a bit of a palate cleanser. Because mm-hmm. there is a lot going on in the world at the moment. There's mm. just some of the shit that's happening. I mean, with Biden coming in, we all thought that, you know, the world mm. would instantly be fixed. And it's yes. not, of course. Yes. But um, just recently in LA, I was, uh, I was watching a, a YouTube video from um, Caitlin Dowdy, the, uh, <laughs> the Deathling Den people, where they're talking about the fact that fucking LA has changed its environmental protection laws. Yeah. Basically, the smog laws brought in in the 70s to yeah. stop the entire place from being a choking, you know, <laughs> like the surface of bloody Venus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're now allowing them to run crematoria 24 hours a day because the body count from COVID is that high. They've had to change the law to allow oh. them to pollute Schindler's List style. There are, oh. there are kids in Van Nuys walking out catching snowflakes on their tongues as we speak. Oh. And it ain't fucking snow. Oh, you know what? I, God, you know what? I mean, maybe it is we really like, knew that like, there would be a point where we're like, Soylent Green actually really does seem like the more like environmentally responsible option. I can see myself going down that road because in yeah. the space of the, the one-year lockdown that we've been in, I've gone yeah. from, you know, g- granted very unsuccessful stand-up comic <laughs> to chili farmer yeah. to I'm now looking at hydroponic stuff and aquaponics, yeah. Yeah. which involves fish and, you know, keeping yeah, natural yeah. biomass in there. Yeah. Fucking the next step is soil and green, just pushing grandma straight into a bucket. Yeah. Immersion blender. <laughs> habanero sauce. There we go. Makes sense. I reckon. I know. Let my koi eat it. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's a vegan alternative to Soylent Green? We'd have to uh, it's made from one hundred percent vegan. Vegans are such cunts; they would actually try and do that, wouldn't they? Rather than just take vegetables, which are amazing on their own. Oh, and develop- here we go! If I could just shut up and eat the tofu. But that's what I'm saying. Like, why do you have to try and make bacon? Why don't you just make standalone things that are great? Why would you then go, you know what, we need to eat Soylent Green. Let's have a vegan Soylent Green. <laughs> we'll call it Voigant Green and it'll be inedible and it'll be the same shit. It'll be mushroom protein and bugs. Well, you know what, like a lot of it is, you know what, is a lot of it is to like pacify you 
you like you know carnivores because they're just kind of like what is this vegetable so <laughs> if we present it in a form that you're familiar with it's like you know when an alien lands we take your human form so you know as vegans we take your bacon form so that you're not threatened you know and be like here try a taco <laughs> maybe the human race is ready to expand its consciousness and you don't need to dress up plant protein with salt as bacon <laughs> well, I mean, and it's like it, it's um, like the other thing is like um, for like people who are like ethical vegans, like we didn't give up meat because you know um, because of the taste. Like it's not the taste that we no, of to. course not. No. It's just you know the grisly murder. <laughs> so you know, and we've got low income people for that. <laughs> not my problem. Oh. Capitalist. Oh yeah, my exactly. God. Capitalism you know is the problem. You were going straight to the wall when the revolution happens. Really? Yeah. You even going to bother with a wall? <laughs> Still in the paddock. <laughs> Let me decompose. Oh my God, yeah, we can put you straight into the soil. Exactly. Yeah. Growth. There you go. And that's another great thing in Washington. They've got the uh, human decomposition that's going on there. So like six weeks from body to soil. Oh. Completely legal form of body disposal. Oh yeah, I saw that. I think you know what? I think that's actually quite nice. And, I you think have it is. A, and you have a tree planted in you. I think out of all the options, and you turn into a tree. I think that's very nice. Yeah, I like our idea of um, our approximation of friendly conversation in the way that vegans <laughs> vegans make bacon is us going. You know what's a really nice way to dispose of a body? <laughs> it's good for the bees. Well, you know what? If I can't, you know, have like a twenty meter pyramid constructed over me and I can't be embalmed in like pure gold I think the next option after that um, is being turned into a tree yeah by a wizard mm. right <laughs> <laughs> although my, my first option is because obviously I'm all down with the cat I want my I want my pyramid to be turned into a home for homeless cats and then I want to be awakened a thousand years from now and unleash like a blood oh. curse um, upon dickheads. Yeah, Western suburbs developers <laughs> yeah, exactly. here in Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> we could fit another 14 bedrooms in this four square metres of vertical stacks that they're probably going to have in 25 years from now. Oh my God, except knowing me, like instead of like unleashing like an army of like skilled like warriors with like swords and shields, my like my army of like vegans with like placards that are like... <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Vegans and uh, Eurovision fans. Yeah, and Eurovision fans. Woo! Oh my god. Cosplayers. Oh look out. Oh my god, we will blind you with sequins. Oh my god, they're attacking! <laughs> Don't look at them! Is ah! that a scarab beetle? No, it's a brooch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, living the dream. Yeah. That was one of my favourite sayings of my grandmother's. She was very proper 1940s kind of woman. When, mm -hmm. Whenever a woman was showing a little bit too much uh, degletage, oh. she would say, that outfit needs a brooch. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fuck you, nanny. You fucked half the US Air Force in the Second World War. Uh, Don't that, you get moral. That was for her country, all right? That woman was a patriot. Absolutely. All right, it's like me and sailors. Patriotism, <laughs> thank you, sir. Patriotism. Oh my god. That being said, my dress that I got for my party last night. Yeah. Um, I got it from a place, Dracula Clothing in the UK. Yeah. Got it sent over. I put it on, put it on for the first time. And I was just like, um, and this fellow, 
um, that I know walks in the door as I put the dress on. I'm like, well, hello and welcome to my cooch. The dress <laughs> literally, it literally ended like at my cooch. And I'm like, do I do I need to put a pair of pants on? And he's like, ah, you know, everyone who's coming to your party. And I'm like, but <laughs> I like we know it. There's knowing people and then there's the biblical knowing. The biblical knowing and introducing <laughs> yeah. them to my cooch. So I decided to put uh, pants on. Yes. Because I am now apparently an old person because <laughs> I put my cooch away. I was like, no one needs to see that. <sighs> I'll still show it, but no one needs to see that. <laughs> Maybe not at your own birthday party. <laughs> Look, you can't get your cooch out at your own birthday. When can you get your cooch out? I think Gandhi said that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Cooch. Who the fuck do you think Gandhi is? <laughs> I was being Marilyn. I was getting my cooch out oh, okay. for the president. <laughs> Just imagine this skinny Indian guy standing above a subway grate. I think British civilization would be a great idea. <laughs> Let's go make some salt. <laughs> I'll season you with my salt. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, there was someone out here with a bald like man fetish. He was like tapping it right now. Oh, good luck like- to you, son. You're getting the dick chopping last week and now you're getting <laughs> Marilyn Monroe being possessed by the spirit of Mahanda's Gandhi. <laughs> no, I'm actually picturing him in his little white outfit, just over the grate. Oh. Bolt and bolt head. Just... Fuck, that, that would be a lot of frustrating Pornhub searches, wouldn't it? <laughs> just dead end after dead end. Cousins, stepsister, where's my ascetic cultural force? That's my Gandhi porn. Oh my god, that's our question. Does Gandhi porn exist? We've we've ascertained the different kinds of porn. Do you think there's Gandhi porn? The internet is already telling you to clear your browser. Fuck it, I'm looking. Go on, look. I'm looking now. Maybe it's oh, would there be oh come on. Surely he's a cultural icon in India, so surely there's Bollywood's not known for its porn though. No, but oh, there's always secret. There's porn well, in course, India. Of course there's porn in India. I bet, I'm just saying... I bet you there's secret Gandhi porn. There'd have to be. There has to be. I've just gotta remember how to spell Gandhi. <laughs> It's always it's very it, racially insensitive, John. Was it G H or is it G A and then there's a H after the D? G H A N D. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Fuck. Did you just search? Jesus Christ! <laughs> it exists. Oh my god! Hang on, I can't hang see. On. I can't see. I'm not going to press it anything. Hang Watch on. Gandhi porn videos on Pornhub.com. <gasps> we are not sponsored by these people. Oh. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's just racist. It's just racist fucking search terms. It's just racist SEO. It's just Indian girls. Well, no, but do the girls then fuck Gandhi? No, it's just Indian girls having sex. It's not... It's but, uh, is, but you haven't watched the whole thing. Does Gandhi come in? If you pardon the expression. Naughty amateur teen fucking a Tinder guy. I can't see Gandhi <laughs> in that situation. <laughs> he might have had the app. He was... <laughs> Fucked Hindi clear audio, homemade blowjob. Uh, no, there's no uh, no ascetic homemade lifestyle what? here. Uh, but isn't every blowjob a homemade blowjob? How do you get a... Oh, I guess you could get a professional blowjob. Yeah, of course. course you could. Yeah, if it's free, basically. Shout out to all our sex worker friends, by the way. There was a tweet getting around on um, Twitter the other day that uh, uh, Blair Cottrell, the leader of the Australian far right, couldn't get a root in a brothel. So fucking high five to all our sex worker <laughs> friends. <laughs> high five. Coochie high five. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my! And you know what? To anyone getting or giving a blowjob right now, hello to you. Absolutely. Good luck to you. 
Okay, so it's not just Pornhub that is involved with racist SEO. It is also X videos and by the looks a few others. Okay. But, yeah. I'm sure it's got to be out there, though. I'm sure, like... I'm sure it is, but I'm... Jesus Christ, I'm on the AFP's watch list now. Do you think... What about Churchill? Do you reckon there's Churchill porn? No, don't make me look for that. (laughs) I'm not looking for Hitler. Um, unless it's him shooting himself, which I would jerk off to. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different kind of porn. <laughs> yeah. We will fuck them on the beaches. If you want oh the Winston Churchill. God. We came here today with a plan. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of the Germans. <laughs> you know, for people who were all like, oh my God, like let's shoot all the gays and, you know, all the people who had, you know, alternative interests. They did some of like, they did like hardcore stuff in the bedroom. Like they, they did. were cross-dressing. They were, um, oh my god, you've got a look on your face. What have you found, Churchill porn? I am Winston Churchill, gay porn. Hello. No, nobody's um, nobody's really getting. So into only character. the dudes are into Churchill. The ladies aren't into Churchill. Of course, dudes are into Churchill. He's a fucking monster. <laughs> he got blood on his hands. Of course, fucking. Of course, young fucking Ayn Rand acolytes want to fucking lionize that prick. Oh, men are weird, man. Winston Churchill in a swimsuit. Reddit's coming up with the goods. Hello. <laughs> if that doesn't get your motor running. <laughs> oh, well, excuse me for a moment. Get, twing, 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 twing. Get your coochie skirt back out. Wow. Oh, look you know that. what? Maybe we should we put that up on the Facebook so people can have a bit of twiddle at a home. Oh. They can have a twiddle. It'll save them searching. <laughs> <laughs> if we just, you know, one day we're going to have to start providing a links to all these weird fan pawns. We already get barred from Facebook for trying to promote alien sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, seriously, you know, and on that, that is that is bullshit okay all these like far west extremists let's like meet together and like burn across they're still going on facebook we say the word sex and we get shut down what's some bullshit that's some but bu- fuck you zuckerberg <sighs> he just doesn't want people knowing how his own species reproduce <laughs> hint they lay strings of eggs in a pond <laughs> I was going to say it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> oh God! I see. I just pictured one of the like more like the face hugger scene. No, too elegant. Yeah, that's true. No, he. I reckon he reproduces like a cane toad. He just moves into a swamp. <laughs> out comes a fucking kilometer of eggs in a string. Uh, and they get caught up in just reeds, and a million little fucking Zuckerbergs come out. Then oh. Queensland is trying to hit him with golf clubs. Oh, dude, you've totally ruined my hard-on. <laughs> oh, your Winston Churchill hard-on? Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's ended. <laughs> we did come here with a plan, though. We did. We did. Because um, we were, we were going to have a reset before this just fucking took a deep... I, th- I think you're disturbed. That's the problem. You're, you're here. <laughs> look, you know what? We were going to go back and we were going to look into the world of ghosts again good old-fashioned scares oh yeah and because when we think of ghosts and spirits and apparitions and things that go bump in the night i mean now we check under the bed for army hammer (laughs) but we always focus on the spirit and what it's trying to tell us but sometimes the story isn't about the who but the where as this week we ponder is it possible for a place to be haunted Anyone who's seen Poltergeist knows yes, obviously. 
But people have been around this planet so long, surely we can't build a house without tripping over someone's resting place. But as we know, not all spirits are restless and not all spirits come back. But could some areas actually draw them back? We explore the realm of the haunted habitat in this week's episode of Habitat for Humanity's Dead. Or President Carter. (laughs) Home Sweet Haunted Home. Or Home is Where the Ghost Is. You could crochet these. You could have little (laughs) needlepoint names. I know. How good would they look? Put a little frame. Now, our first haunted residence... Oh, hang on. Before we do this, I've got Mm. sound effects. Oh, hello. Because if we're going to go back to old-fashioned scares, I actually raided the BBC's downloadable sound effects library. I'm excited. Which they have, so you can get sounds like a a creaking door. (laughs) That's a fart. (laughs) That's Winston Churchill's fart. Uh, I found that on uh, Pornhub. You just just sit there. It's really, it's an edging contest. You've really got to get it right... Oh my god! You know what? Oh my god! If he was like, if it was Churchill doing that into Hitler's face, oh, I'd watch that. Yeah. While Stalin just sits in the background, fucking smirking. And then, of course, we've got uh, thunder. Uh, 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 uh. Thunder. <laughs> or, of course, you have to have the the windswept Scottish moors. Can add a little bit of thunder to that. It's like we're in the woman in black. <laughs> but of course, you can't do anything without a screeching harpy. And we, uh, we found the ideal horrible demonic spirit to possess us. Order. If you Indica. want to talk about exceeding the decibels, I wonder how loud former Prime Minister Gillard screamed when her own sisterhood knifed her in the back and took her out. Minister Ward Order. is now sitting, Order. reaping the spoils of the victory, drinking from the chalice of blood. Her own sisterhood took... That's uh, Senator Macalia Cash, <laughs> the uh, part cockatiel harpy of Canberra House. Oh my God, I've said oh it before, house. I'll say it again, not hugged as a child. Not at all. Maybe face hugged. <laughs> <laughs> Explain a lot. Oh my Lord. Oh, But where we're going, our first haunted residence is not somewhere you would expect to find on a most haunted list. An American... Dorm room. Are we talking about being haunted by student debt? (laughs) No. The first university in Ohio. Who are you going to call? Bernie Sanders. (laughs) I'm here to eliminate all student debt. (laughs) Oh, my God. I wish wish he got in. Oh, Oh my God. Him and his little mittens. Oh, I'd fucking jerk off in those mittens. I wonder if there's Bernie Sanders porn. But anyway, we we won't look now. The first university in Ohio, Ohio University, opened to students in 1809. More than one of its halls is said to be haunted, but considering its grounds contained the ruins of a former state mental asylum and its cemetery, it comes as little surprise that stories and urban legends abound its grounds, including one that if you were to draw a pentagram between the five surrounding cemeteries, that the centre of this pentagram sits Wilson Hill Dormitory. A TV show called Scariest Places on Earth focused on the dormitory, in particular one specific dorm room, room 
eight. That's just bad planning. <laughs> <laughs> I know, seriously. And, uh, it's like one of those things. It's like, have you never seen a horror film? If you go, oh, look, you know what? Look at these five cemeteries. Let's build exactly <laughs> in the middle of them. This land's cheap. <laughs> yeah, this couldn't possibly go wrong. There's um, nothing growing here. I don't know what's going on. And there's oh a strange fog. God, yeah. You know, pump the groundwater out. We'll be fine. Yeah, if we just like, you know, move these like Indian skeletons, yeah. you know, to the side, yeah. it'll be fine. It's not groundwater, it's blood. But just keep pumping. <sighs> In the 70s, a male student died in room 428 in what was described as, quote, mysterious circumstances. Then a short time later, a female student lived in room 428. Now, truth and student law have wrapped around what actually happened all those years ago. The stories tell of a young woman who, after moving into the dorm room, withdrew from her classmates, schooling and her private life. Did she discover... Marijuana? <laughs> she began studying nothing but the occult. Oh, Jesus. That wasn't an elective when I went to university. <laughs> I, I don't give credits. <laughs> now, this is where the story breaks into a thousand whispers and everything from satanic rituals to astral projection, conjuring the dead, conjuring the demons, even conjuring Satan himself. It could just be she had a birthday and it looked like she got fucked by Satan. <laughs> Assumptions were made. Now, some versions of this story even go as far as to say that she was once fully possessed by evil spirits. The one thing that all these stories agree on is the fact that she died. But again, there are two stories, one with her cutting her wrists in the room and dying, the other with her jumping from the dorm window and dying. But what it seems, this was only the beginning for room 428. Almost everyone who was assigned to that room or even visited the room experienced something not of this world. Strange noises, footsteps when the person was alone, heavy breathing, growling, whispering and disembodied voices. This is all standard sharehouse stuff at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Large sudden thuds or banging noises, demonic, malicious voices demanding for the occupants to get out or die. Definitely share house. Definitely. (laughs) Then there are the truly frightening occurrences. Oh, okay. Because up until this point, I've lived in a university college dorm. Yeah. It sounds like you're sharing a room with someone that's really into Florida death metal. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck off, Barry. Like, <laughs> I want to listen to Dioside in peace, man. <laughs> oh my god, just fucking, just fucking pick up your dishes. You're getting ants, Barry. <laughs> fucking, I don't give a shit, Barry. Fucking, these ants are your problem. Get out. Fuck you, Barry. Anyway. Uh, now, with people reporting grotesque demonic faces appearing within woodwork or in reflective surfaces, right. So, uh, mirrors, uh, metal, even in the backs of spoons. Strange sort of second season of Twin Peaks. Let's try and be like David Lynch when he walked away from the project and put the girl's face in a doorknob, that kind of shit. (laughs) Reportedly, often the the door to the dorm would suddenly open and then slam shut of its own volition. (gasps) 
But creepier still is the reports of demonic faces that would appear in the wood grain of the door. Right. The university reportedly changed the door on multiple occasions, but the tortured faces would reappear each time. That tradie's got to be getting sick of that call out. Like, just for fuck's sake! Like, what do you what do you do with the door with the demonic faces? You paint it. <laughs> Can't see the wood grain anymore. Does this explain your table? <laughs> <laughs> you know what you do? You sell it on Craigslist. <laughs> wow, they're selling a lot of doors from this place. Yeah, look at this reclaimed uh, fucking seance table. <laughs> this is. This is pretty cool. <laughs> oh my god! Like I bought this, like I bought this, like just spare wood. And I turned it into a spice rack. Now my spice rack is cussing me out. <laughs> I just went to get some like cinnamon. Fuck off and die. <laughs> Fucking spice rack. Oh I want to reclaim some timber, not the soul of the departed. <laughs> oh yeah, that takes reclaimed wood to a whole oh. other level. <laughs> I shouldn't have built a door out of this crucifix. Right? Yeah, again, what was I thinking? Uh... Then, of course, there is the blood. Oh, okay, yep. The blood that would drip from the ceiling and the walls. Mm. How much blood do you think it takes for you to be like, yeah, nah, I'm out? Uh, Like, like, if you just saw, like, a drop of blood? As a stand-up comic, I've stayed in some very cheap hotels. Mm -hmm. Uh, It takes quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have, on many occasions, slept on top of the bed. Having never taken the bedclothes off. I know that, yeah. 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 But I reckon it'd take quite a bit. Yeah, it'd, it'd take ha- a lot. It'd have to be fresh though. Like old dry blood. You yeah. Know, you fucking push the rug over it. Yeah. My, my favourite pub, it's a bit seedy, the little pub. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that place. It's such a shithole. It is ne- a fucking shithole. You never know what you're going to get. Like the characters, like, oh, my God. And it's often empty, so you get speedy service. Yeah. Um, but, oh, my God. They actually, there were... Um, Specks of blood on the roof, like on the ceiling. That's how hardcore it was. Fucking high ceilings, like too. Ju- yeah, like it was. It really takes a like a patchouli to get it up there. Mm. Anyway, they were like, "Oh, we want to do some like renovations and classy up the place." Okay, <laughs> all they did basically was they painted over the blood on the ceiling. <laughs> You're like classy, mate. Very classy. classy. Yeah, as you can see, we've gotten rid of the evidence. <laughs> But you kept the ambience. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Kept the atmosphere. Yeah. Oh my god. No, uh, like what if it was like what if it was like a constant drip? Would you just be like I think it would depend on the place. If it was nice enough. If it was nice enough. If it was a constant drip of blood, you'd yeah. ring your landlord and they'd still do nothing about it. Oh yeah, fucking they you know what, they'd put the rent up. Yeah, oh, you like, got oh. blood coming out of you, have you? Yeah. Spiritual oh. occurrence. Well that you're subletting now, are you? Yeah. You've let someone else come in and possess the wall. Yeah, sorry, you're gonna have to keep your bond now. Yeah, exactly. And you can't have a cat. <laughs> oh my god fucking real estate agents are the proof that evil exists in this world <laughs> oh my lord no see I'm the, I've got to admit uh, if the walls started bleeding I'm not one of those people who sticks around I'd just oh, be like of course I mean if it was like gushing out yeah yeah then you leave like every time you caught the elevator whoosh, <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> This is suede. (laughs) Although, to be honest, it is so hard to find a rental property that allows cats. I probably would put up with it, to be honest. Pretty much, If it was pet friendly. You're just walking through a torrent of blood with your cat above your head, like an M16 in the jungle. Yeah, just like, oh my my God. This is my cat. There are many like it, but this one is mine. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, I really would, to be honest. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, except for the scenario, my cat will be in a cushion. 
<laughs> oh my lord. Okay. Yeah, where were we? Okay. So yes, we've got the blood. Okay. There were also objects with great force sent flying across the room. Oh, tantrum ghost. Oh yeah. And invisible hands oh. that would poke and prod the living. Yeah, I went to uni with a few guys like this that couldn't be trusted around people who'd had too much to drink. Yeah. 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 If you yeah, if you feel something poking you in the middle of the night, it's probably yeah. a frat boy. Yeah. Um Oh, I should also mention uh, the apparition of the dead girl who would sometimes lurk within the shadows of the room. Okay, well, that that's that's definitely a turn-off. Just creepily watching you getting poked and prodded. Jesus. The room itself, upon entry, held a thick, almost tangible air of despair and an ominous feeling of dread. It is university. More than one person has run from the room in terror. Yeah. Now, after years of complaint after complaint from residents and even visitors and no let up in phenomenon, the university eventually declared the room uninhabitable and have sealed the room permanently. Well. Um, now, strange, strange phenomenon still continues to this day outside of room 428 with other students reporting objects moving on their own accord and a sense of being watched, but nothing with the sinister intensity of room 428. It is sealed to this day. See, given Australia's reliance on overseas students, mm-hmm. I can actually see the University of South Australia or Adelaide University yeah. actively seeking out the undead if they could get them as full fee-paying students <laughs> in the wake of COVID. They really would. They would. We need they to would. save the humanities department. Can we get Satan in here? <laughs> but see, to me, like, that's always... Um, and, you know, like, universities are so, you know, hungry for a buck. Yeah. And, you know, there's always a stretch for accommodation. The fact that they would, like, block off a whole room. They did that... Um, at the old hospital where my mum worked, I told you about, they had that one room where they yeah. were like, we can't figure out and we've tried it for different purposes and we've tried painting it and printing it up, but shit just keeps happening. And at the end, people are just like, just fucking paste it over, pretend it never happened. <laughs> but I mean, that's the core of humanity. Do you know what I mean? It's the same like with, um, you know, the waste from nuclear reactors. What do we do with it? Oh, just fucking build a hole, fucking put it in a hole. Yeah. Like, just fucking ignore it. It goes away. And hello to our listeners in Kimber, South <laughs> Australia. <laughs> you wanted that shit. But you know what I mean? It, that, that just, that's just what human beings yeah. do. Yeah. So I find that a bit spooky. Yeah. These days they would just make that the humanities department. Yeah. There you go. Haunted cupboard. (laughs) Now, this isn't the only university with a spine-chilling secret to tell. The University of Hong Kong has a resident ghost. Well, it's a Chinese spy. Legend says that a young woman jumped from a moving train at the end of the road and that her face was ripped off in the accident when her hair became caught. Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's uh, obviously the accident. She was killed in the accident. And she now appears with her long braided hair, but with no face, <laughs> preying on the young men she finds walking along the road between the train and the university. Well, we need to ask, what did men do to her? <laughs> <laughs> this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum. 
Oh my God. I was going to say, don't get me started. Do you want me to go through the list? Oh my Lord. You know what the thing is? Even with no face, there's yeah. probably some dude going, you'd be so much prettier if you smiled more. <laughs> or you don't look at the mantle piece while you're stoking the fire, mate. <laughs> Who cares if she doesn't have any skin? Flip that over. Has she got a coach? <laughs> this is why she preys on men. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, students are advised to uh, not use the uh, area after dark. Okay. Or to travel in pairs. Fair enough. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, if no you're mad, this is not for a spit roast situation, all right? Fucking this is why you haunt men. This is why you fucking prey upon men. Fucking babbits. Uh. Oh I just love the logic of if you must walk past the fucking faceless demonic apparition, bring a buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know what to me? It's that it's that old like zombie adage. It's yeah. like you take someone else because you know what? You don't have to be the fastest runner in the world. Yeah. You just have to not be the slowest. Yeah, it's got to be faster than your friend. <laughs> and I'll fucking trip you. So, you know, when you bring someone, hopefully someone with asthma. <laughs> <laughs> you were like a bung knee or yeah. something. <laughs> I just love the resilience of Chinese students. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, oh, God, fucking, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, my God. With the rental prices over there, they'd yeah. be like, fuck it. What are you going to do? <laughs> just literally just put a bag on her and just carry her. Just carry on. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just she can still work in an iPhone factory. <laughs> Social oh. credit score must be through the fucking floor. <laughs> Paul, we're saying this as if the uh, the the total domination of Ch- of Hong Kong has already happened, and it has. But oh, you know what? I I I've you know when the next world war kicks off because we all know it's a oh, matter of time. Tuesday, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a feeling it's it's going to start in Hong Kong over Hong Kong. Yeah, when Hong yeah. Kong and Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. When that shit comes rolling over the hill, and everyone's going to be like, no, 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 you can't do that, and then fucking bam, kick off. Yeah. Woo! Good on the people of Hong Kong for resisting, though. Yeah, fuck yeah! We uh, stand with Hong Kong, and that's exactly how the Third World War is going to start from that attitude. Yeah, yeah. We stand with Hong Kong, fucking World War. There we go. <laughs> you know what? I'm of a, I'm of an age where you know, uh, I you know what? I think I'm a I'm a I'm a good age for the apocalypse to happen. Okay. okay yeah. Like I okay yes I don't have the fitness and resilience that I did when I was younger, but I've learnt so much more shit that I'm going to need. I've got that craftiness to me now. Yep. Plus, I'm fat. So for like the sort of the beginning of the chaos, I'll have enough to store me through. Yeah. Until we can sort of really get to that good and I can pimp out an old Commodore and go Mad Max-esque. Yeah. Mm. It's not going to be a Commodore though. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Oh my god! We see, I'm a, what am I talking about? I'm a fucking vegan. It'll be something fucking electric. <laughs> <laughs> as I slowly go as five miles an hour across the desert, silently. <laughs> Mad Max is a very different film in my <laughs> in my vegan future. <laughs> uh, oh my lord! Uh, now, shall we go to Scotland? I. <laughs> Now, at St. Andrews University has its own resident spirits who still reside within its walls. In the 16th century, a young man named Patrick Hamilton lived in Scotland. Related to nobility, he had the resources to travel to Paris and study 
at the Paris University. In 1520, he completed his studies as a master of the arts. Oh, and did he have a single job? No, he fucking didn't. <laughs> That's what you do when you're fucking loaded. Just exactly. fucking go to Paris, okay? Just spend all your time on fucking opium, doing <laughs> prostitutes, and come back master of the arts. Yeah, and what am I going to do? Oh, my job in Prima Nocta. There we go. <laughs> He returned to Scotland and in 1524 he was admitted to the facility of the arts at St. Andrews University. Mm. When you're on a cushy gig, stick with it. Yep. Now, he should have had a rich, peaceful and prosperous life. But Patrick Hamilton became an impassioned Protestant reformer influenced by Martin Luther's writings. He began to preach its virtue to its countrymen and wrote a paper outlining what he saw as corruption in the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church? And calling... (laughs) And calling for Bibles to be translated and made available to the common public for free. Goodness gracious. Which the Catholic Church moved to shut down immediately. <laughs> Don't give him the spell book. <laughs> On February 29, 1528, he was taken into custody and stood before a council of bishops, clergymen and the archbishop. It sounds like the beginning of the joke, okay? <laughs> Three bishops, a clergyman and an archbishop walk into a university. <laughs> He was charged with 13 counts of heresy. Ooh. That's what happens when you write a paper about corruption in the Catholic Church. Heresy! (laughs) The council and the judging factor was three bishops, a clergyman and an archbishop. Surprisingly... He was found guilty on all charges. No. I know. And was condemned to be burnt at the stake as a heretic at the front entrance of St. Salvatore's Chapel in St. Andrews because nothing says Christian love like burning someone who disagrees with you on your church's steps. Yeah. You know, I've, I've found that. It's always a... It's a good message. Long history of love in the Catholic Church, oh, isn't there? Oh, a lot of love. Yeah. For little boys. <laughs> <laughs> a bishop, a priest, <laughs> and a clergyman walk into a bar and probably leave because the minimum age was 18. <laughs> no one to fuck. <laughs> oh. Now, those in you involved knew that help was coming to rescue Patrick from his fate, so they ordered that the sentence be carried out immediately. Oh, okay. Yeah, no chance for a review of this one. Fuck. One problem with this, it was a rainy, drizzly day in Scotland. I've got a sound effect for this. Yeah. It was a rainy, drizzly day in Scotland, as is every day in (laughs) Scotland. Oi, big (laughs) feet! Some cunt fucking some cunt. (laughs) Uh, I love that. Fucking haggis. <laughs> so, but regardless of this, Patrick was tied to the hastily constructed stake and they attempted to set it on fire. Except 
The wood was wet. Oh, no. The kindling was wet. He was wet. Everything was wet. <laughs> Presumably the, the matches were wet. So they kept trying and the fire slowly started to smoulder. Oh, God. From noon until six in the evening. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't like a, a crucifixion. It wasn't being burnt at the stake. It was a smoking. Oh, my God. He's slow cooked brisket. It took six hours to burn him alive. <sighs> at first, obviously, they struggled to even light the fire. Uh, then when it was lit, they struggled to keep it burning. Men were sent to locate dry wood constantly for kindling um, whenever the fire would start to uh, die down. At one point in frustration, someone had the notion of placing gunpowder under his arms and then set it on fire. Oh. The gunpowder exploded. Yeah. It did not kill Patrick. It just caused severe injury to his hands, arms, and face as the fire smouldered around his legs. The flames kept refusing to, to rise. Three more attempts were made, but at the end of the day, the strong wind subsided and the fire was finally eventually able to take hold. And he spoke his final words... Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. That was coherent for what he's been through. And after six hours, I think it was just, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Can you imagine how frustrating that would be? Like, I know, like, if you, when you've seen someone try to build a fire and they've clearly have no idea how to burn a fire. Yeah. And it is so frustrating. Yeah. Because, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, look, it's your birthday, it's your thing, you're doing a thing. I don't want to, like, but could you make, like, don't just, don't just put the big giant log there. Like, you can't just, you can't yeah. just set forward to the giant log. Like, you've got to, you've got to start, the, it's so frustrating. Do you imagine, like, if, even tied to a stake, I would just be watching them. Like after like six hours, you'd just be like, "Oh my god!" Like, damn, you never lit a person on fire. <laughs> oh my god! Like, put some like dry grasses at the bottom, like, and then slowly some twigs, and then you've got to like let it yeah. build up. Like, what are you doing? Ball up some newspaper. Oh, that's right. You won't let people read. Oh my god! There's like a point in like frustration. Just be like, for God's sake, just let me do it. Just <laughs> let me do it. You clearly don't know what you're doing. Say what you will about ISIS, but at least they're competent murderers. Oh, my God. Six hours. Yeah. Six hours. Bloody hell. Typical Catholics, though. You ever been to a chrism mass? No. Fuck me dead. They could do with an editor. Um, Oh, yeah. This shit could have been an email. Yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. Now, the university claims the likeness of his face can be seen in the square. Um... The face of Patrick, the face is, his face is burned into the stone he faced whilst being burned alive. Very slowly. Some say they have experienced the sound of wood crackling and the smell of burning flesh at the site of his execution. Just being Scotland, it's probably bad food being cooked. <laughs> I was going to say, at the rate in which this guy was burning, he might still be burning. <laughs> It started in 1528. It is still smouldering to this day because the wood has never tried. I'm just putting that theory out there. <sighs> but 
Now, staying in St. Andrews, not far from the university, down a short stretch of walkway, is an area known as the Nun's Walk. As soon as it involves a nun, Mm. you know it's either sexy or scary as shit. Very saucy. It's reported to be the location of probably the most frightening ghost in Scotland, the Veiled Nun of St. Leonard's. It's got a complex name. (laughs) Complex woman. Okay. According to legend, a young woman was constantly bothered by men because of her beauty. One day, she met a boy that she actually liked and the two fell deeply in love. And the two were engaged to be wed. However, before the big day, her beloved died suddenly. It's believed he was murdered by another suitor. Oh, oh. although heroin, it could have been, it could have been heroin. It's oh, it is Scotland, yeah. yeah. Or a rogue, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, in her grief, the woman was so heartbroken that she mutilated herself so as to never run the risk of men fighting for her affections again or harming others that she loved. This sounds like it was written by a man who may have mutilated her. Sliced off her ears. Okay. Slashed her cheeks. Yep. As well as slicing off her nose, both her lips and her eyelids. Jesus fucking Christ. I had to Google because I wasn't sure if you could live without eyelids. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, surely you wouldn't be able to like, how do you sleep? Well, like, yeah, what? you're the dude from Hellboy. You're Cronin. Yeah, you know. Uh, but apparently, it's okay. Hey, because you're most likely to go blind before you die from the lack of sleep. Yay! Yeah. So winning. You know, the human life finds a way. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, it is. Yeah. For those who are about to Google, you can survive without your eyelids. <laughs> Because that's what I took from that. I'm like, how do you? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have lasted. I wouldn't last long enough. I need my naps. You'd go through a lot of visine. I'm uh, guessing. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's because it your eyeballs aren't lubricated. Yeah, yeah. They dry out, and that's why you go blind. Basically, uh. they dry out, and they're horrid, and or you just like pop them out, I guess, because they're so irritated. Uh. The girl then joined a nunnery and took to wearing a veil. Now, I know grief. You don't think clearly when you're in grief. No. Maybe just go to the veil and skip the self-mutilation. For anyone out there who's considering. Yeah. Just, you know what? You know what? The mutilation is is a later task. You know what I mean? Just put on a veil, see how you feel about it in a couple of months. If you still want to cut off your lips in a couple of months, that's fine. But maybe just just get a veil. Yeah. There's other, there's other things to do. There's craft groups. Mm. There's... Mm scrapbooking. Mm, mm. You go into a nunnery, I guess yeah, there's lesbian. It's buff diving. Are there ever. You know. <laughs> um <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Just just try see how you it's a put put it on the put it on the back burner. All right? Put it on the back burner. Put it make it like Patrick Hamilton. Put it on the, <laughs> put it on the slope. <laughs> Keep that for later. Uh, but so she joined the nunnery. However, she did not last long and died shortly afterwards from her self sustained Injuries. Yeah. Um, the nun is said to now frequent the nun's walk, where she used to. One of the few things that gave her pleasure when she was alive was w- taking her walks. Encounters have varied from reports of a feeling of being watched 
to dogs that cower in fear from an unseen passing object, to sightings of her figure seen walking or staring from the shadows, but a very few unlucky souls have encountered the nun face to face when she has appeared and revealed her face from behind the veil. The last incident of this kind was reported in the late 60s when a student from the nearby university was found slumped on the ground muttering, The nun. (laughs) The nun. (laughs) The nun. He's just a drunk Scottish student trying to order naan. Cocaine, it's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Do you want that with your curry? Naan. Naan. <laughs> oh, my God. How many sex symbols have come out of Scotland? That's not true. I'd hit Kevin McKidd. What about Jared Butler? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You'd cut your eyelids off when he was oh, done with you. Oh, you know what? I would, oh my God. Gerard Butler is so hot. I would go to Thailand and I would get a dick sewn on just so I could fuck Gerard Butler in a manly way. That is dedication. Oh, oh, oh. I feel very comfortable letting you into my home. Yeah. Um, Sorry, they got a bit graphic for a minute. They really did. Um, I'm very affected by the film 300. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, once or twice. Oh, that's a... a, Sure. I'd invade Sparta too with my sewn-on dick. (laughs) I call it the hot gates. (laughs) No, no, no. That's what I've got now. <laughs> I got hot gates for Sparta. <laughs> got it bad. Got it bad. You know what? I have a theory. You know how the Olympics were originally designed to be in the nude? Yeah. Okay. I have a theory that they did that just because they knew the dudes from Sparta were coming. <laughs> they got there and suddenly everyone's like, yeah, we're doing it uh, naked. <laughs> um, I don't know if you got that MO. Like, yeah, we definitely sent a, a memo about that. <laughs> yeah, we, we sent you a jar that had like pictures on it of you naked. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, you not, did you not get that? So it was kind of that's awkward. Uh, uh, sorry, just need a moment. Uh, okay. But not all of St. Andrew's ghosts are quite so terrifying. This is the most Scottish ghost ever. <laughs> now, of course, St. Andrew's, they have the world famous golf course. Invented golf. Now, the St. Andrew's golf course is said to be frequented by a helpful phantom golfer. This is the whitest ghost ever. This ghostly figure is said to help the local golfers locate any stray balls that may have become lost in the rough. Right. Not a sex metaphor. (laughs) Locals believe it to be the ghost of 19th century golfer Tom Morris who won the national competition for the first time at age 17 and then won it four times in a row. In 1875, he returned home from a golfing trip and discovered that his wife and child had died in labour. He died of a broken heart just four months later at the age of 24. Now he spends his days wandering the greens, aiding fellow golfers needing help with their balls. Typical fucking golfer. 
Why isn't he wandering looking for his lost child? And all? Oh, no, I found your ball, though. Yeah. It was in these weeds. Yeah. Fucking yeah. golfers, they're weird people. I know, yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe your, you know, goal, you know, your ghost was getting a job near your home so you didn't have to be away for your wife to die alone in labor, but that's fine. <laughs> you find them balls. <sighs> you know what? I'm not sure. I, I don't think I'd want to spend eternity playing golf. Well, playing golf is an eternity. Yeah. It fucking sucks. I have played golf once and I ended up in the emergency room. Yeah. True story. Uh, a friend of mine was because he played golf and he was like, yeah, sure, we're going to go have, you know, a round of golf for his birthday. Um, and, of course, knowing me, everyone else was like, okay, I'm going to try. It. But I'm a fucking angry fucking Viking warrior in the heart of me. Yeah, yeah. So I got out there and I was just fucking slashing at it, like trying to send him as far as you could go. Yeah. Anyway, so we were going to play wolf and then we were going to go get changed, go out for dinner. I went into the bathroom to get changed out of my golf gear. And I noticed it took a long for me to like basically get naked, taking my bra off, you know, to change from my golf bra to my, look at my titties going out bra. <laughs> so I'm in a public bathroom just in my, just in my undies and my shoes. And I suddenly get this shooting pain all down my right arm and my arm seizes up. Like, I can't, I can't move it. Like, excruciating pain. Wow. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm now in a public toilet, naked. And I can't, I can't move my right arm. I can't move my right shoulder. And I'm like, what the fuck? Am I having a stroke? Fuck me. <laughs> I did cocaine once. Oh, my God. So then I'm trying to, like, fucking, because you don't want to be in that situation. There's people knocking on the door. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm naked and dying. So then I'm trying to like, I'm like, I'm trying to like get a bra because I'm at least let me get a bra on. Yeah, I cannot get the bra on. Like a bra is, you need more than two hands as it is. You do. Yeah. And then I'm like fucking. And then I'm like, I shouldn't have shouted at those people. I wait for the next person to come back. Fuck it, and just be like, I'm naked. I need you to help me put my bra on, or call somebody, or just throw a sheet on me. Nobody came back. Oh, no. Apparently, my angry ranting was so bad, nobody came back. And I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Okay. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to get my phone. I'm going to have to call for help. I'm going to have to call my friend. Phone is dead. Phone went dead on the golf course. And I'm just like, fuck me. I was like, fuck it. Fuck it. Eventually, I'm like, I'm just, fuck it. Just threw a shirt on me. No bra. Oh, went out, had to had to go out, hailed a cab with my good arm, had him drive me to the emergency room. So it's Saturday night. I'm sitting in the emergency room, no bra. Yeah. And just this like ridiculously tight shirt. Opposite, there's like a dude who's clearly on some kind of in custody. Just like, <laughs> fuck me. Had to go in. Um Luckily, on the bed next to me, there was a guy who got a sporting injury from a real injury playing rugby. Yeah. And because I said, oh, I did this playing golf, they were like, oh, we'll get the, like, we've got, like, the sports specialist has, like, come in. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because they're, like, golfing injury. We don't get a lot of golfing injuries. Apparently, I had, like, torn a whole muscle. Oh, wow. Because I'd never used that muscle before. There you go. So, fuck golf. Fuck golf. Yeah. Or... Don't take your bra off after playing golf. That's all I'm going to say. Just sleep in it, just in case. That's my golfing story. Someone, someone, somewhere is telling the story of the terrifying ghost of the public toilet. <laughs> Tits out, screaming at me. <laughs> you know what? That's uh, that's not the first time that ghost has been out. But oh, but you know what? Actually, to be honest, I reckon as a ghost, 
it, it, it would be nice to haunt, like, I mean, it's nice green, you're outside. It's better than, like, a shit-stained, like, basement. Exactly, yeah. You know, so you get out. Or the steps of the university where you were clumsily murdered. Yeah, slowly. Oh, yeah. the longest day of your life. So yeah. that's true. Um, now, leave it to England, okay, to be haunted by royalty. Ugh. England's Oxford College. Uh, I feel like I should do this. The Bergian Library is said to be haunted by none the less than King Charles I himself. Oh, of course. The legend is that the library stopped letting Charles borrow their books. Of course, they'd stop a reigning monarch from borrowing. Which is like... Four books at a time, Kingo. It's the most English thing ever. Um, it, It said that they stopped letting him borrow books... I think it was like in the middle of like 1550, but he was like executed in like 1549. So <laughs> that's one way of saying they stopped him borrowing books. We stopped him borrowing books by lopping off his head. <laughs> that was only shortly after the Gutenberg Revolution, so they probably had two books. <laughs> the legend is that the library stops. Uh, yeah, so he's up letting them the books. So he resides there now in defiance. <laughs> Knocking books off shelves and rearranging the books. Of course. (laughs) In one of the other libraries, you can find the spirit of the Archbishop of Canterbury. Beheaded in 1645, he now haunts the university, playing a sinister game of football with his head. Oh, that's a decent one. But, oh my God, like, I'm just saying, if you're a dead king, I'm ex- it's not exactly I'm haunting the battlefields of Agincourt, like <laughs> on my horse, like, what's more onto the breach? It's a bit like, oh, I'm in your library. That's me knocking a book over. Oh, it's not. It's a bit, it's a bit of a. It's very petty. Yeah. It's a very petty haunting. Oh, how, yeah, <laughs> I think that's the word, petty. <laughs> Why not haunt the people who chopped your head off? I'm just saying. No. (laughs) It's more offended by not being allowed to borrow books. That's very British, though. (laughs) So British. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I was going to say, like, oh, my God, the only way it could be more British, it was, like, if he showed up at, like, the cafe and did things to their cups of tea. (laughs) And you make all your tea lukewarm. (laughs) Now, at the University of Durham in England... Those in room 21, located at the very top of Durham Castle, can still hear the pacing footsteps of Frederick Copeman. Frederick paced the floor, convinced himself he had failed his exams, throwing himself out of the bedroom window to the cobbled steps below, dying instantly. Turns out, Copeman by name, not Copeman by nature. (laughs) He would never know... He had, in fact, been given the highest grade possible <laughs> for the exam. Uh, he passed away with flying colours. Oh! <laughs> to this day, he paces the floors and frets for a grade that he will never know. This is why we need to ban the NAPLAN test. Nothing but stress. <laughs> Agreed. It needs to be about more than just a test result. Absolutely. So this was our first dabbling into haunted 
locations. Yes. Well, I think we're going to do one. I started looking. I found, I believe it was at the University of Tennessee. Oh. I think we will have to actually devote a whole episode to the University of Tennessee because there's a lot of stuff happening there. Absolutely. Yeah, everything from battlefields to uh, Native American um, spirit figures. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. Yeah, and uh, a very distinguished university too, I believe. Mm. There you go. And ghostly. Very ghostly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they've got their problems in Tennessee. <laughs> Whiskey ain't one of them. <laughs> but apparently very good school. So. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, we'll have yeah we'll have to do an episode on it. We will. Um, to answer the earlier question, yes, there is Bernie Sanders porn. <gasps> there really is. Oh my! Does he keep his mittens on? It's a her, and I'm once again asking you to come, which is what it's called. Which. Uh... <laughs> so she dresses up like she Bernie dresses Sanders? up. She's wearing the mittens. She's got the mask. It's the inauguration day. <gasps> They were fast. They They've, moved fast on that. It's like fast fashion, but it's porn. But who looked at that meme of Bernie Sanders and went, oh, I'd fuck that? A lot of people. <laughs> then how come he couldn't get the like the presidential vote? Oh. Oh, my Lord. There doesn't appear to be much sound. Um, it looks like a hostage video at this point. It really does. It looks like ISIS are about to step in and behead someone. But wow. Very attractive woman. You know, too many hardworking Americans are working two, three jobs just to make ends meet. And I think that's ludicrous. I think Americans should be able to work one job to take care of things. Socialism and porn, it's a good idea. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm slightly aroused now just yeah. hearing this, you know? Like, I agree. I want you to do one job for me. Fuck for healthcare? Fuck for free healthcare. Yeah, well, trickle-down economics has been fucking America. Now it's our turn to fuck each other. <laughs> oh, my God. Her definition of trickle-down economics is a whole different film. <laughs> it is. Oh, Jesus. She's really going for it as well. What? Oh, the junior senator from Vermont is uh, four knuckles deep. There we go. Well, yeah. there we go. <laughs> Hello. The spectre of communism is actually kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling you, young Stalin, hot. <laughs> Fucking hot. Mr. Drugasvili, as he was in those days. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's uh, maybe Bernie would have got the nod to run for president if he had read his speeches a little more sexier like that. Yeah, but you look, there's no young, sexy Bernie. He's just always been an old guy. Just always he the junior senator from Vermont. <laughs> he came out of the womb like that he in did. the mittens. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I demand that this birth be free. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bernie. I really wish Bernie had, had got in. I Me too. I also love what a bunch of fucking crackpots the Americans are. Oh. I mean, God love them. It's such, yeah. a, it's such an interesting society. They get so much right and they create all this beautiful art and culture and they've mm-hmm. given us you know, basically all the most amazing culture and technology of the last 50 years. Yeah. But they're also completely fucking cooked. I know, I know. See, that I've been watching, like, I, you know, what's been happening, like, in America. It's just been slowly sinking and sinking. And yeah. you're watching it and you're like, if this was a movie and we were watching this, 
America would come in. And by America, I mean Bruce Willis. Okay. Bruce Willis and like Steve Buscemi would come in on a rocket. Okay. And they would save this situation. But Bruce Willis is an anti-masker. What? Yes. Don't say that. He's an anti-masker. No. He got kicked out of a um, chemist for refusing to wear a mask. No. Yeah. I don't believe it. There's paparazzi footage of it. Don't. No. Yeah, he got kicked out. No. They're like, get out, fucking grumpy. Out you no. go. No, no, but admittedly, you know, fucking even COVID can't take down John fucking McLean. Oh, you watch and wait. He refuses to wear a mask. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. I'm in your lungs. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you can't fucking, you can't fucking kill fucking, you know, COVID with a car. <laughs> You can't fucking you can't fly a helicopter into that one. What do you do? No, you can't. So what what actually happened the other day? The Dodgers Stadium in LA, mm. where they're doing the mass vaccinations, actually had mm. to close their max. They had to close the clinic down mm. because anti-vaxxers were protesting out the front, and they made it too dangerous for people to go in to get their second vaccine shot. Somewhere, oh. so they closed the site down for the day. There is some fucking. My my favorite because some of some of America is deeply sinister, mm, and mm. some of it is strangely harmless and interesting. Mm, mm. Because yeah, in in doing some of the research for this, which you know you do the majority of it, so I'm not going to take any credit. <laughs> but I happened to be on Twitter and something fell into my lap, yeah. so I will consider that research. <laughs> and we got back to the Bernie Sanders point. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, it fell in my lap. <laughs> well, I had no pants on. But of course, they found a way to monetize it. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. you've got Sue Stanford, the ghost realtor, with her "My homes are one hundred percent ghost and demon free guarantee." Ghostfreehomes.com, which of course has been taken over by a cyber squatter because she didn't renew the. Uh, <laughs> oh no! The but uh, yeah, you've got it. Like we should, we should put the poster up for this, like on TV, like her image. How do we? It's it's her. She's supposed to, I think, be looking like a ghost, but she kind of looks like a sperm with a face. Yeah, she looks like a strange black sperm, and she's holding a crucifix. Yeah, it's almost like something from a late Ridley Scott film that's just not very good. Yeah. So it's it's the next alien film yeah, that we're looking much. at right here. Yeah, Sue Stanford, the ghost realtor. And like we were saying, she's the ghost realtor, but she's selling ghost-free homes. But is she a ghost? Oh. Hey. Oh, my God. Is it like the sixth sense? We're going to find out at the end that Sue Stanford was a ghost all along. What a shit afterlife. Oh. Selling duplexes. <laughs> Hey, Bruce Willis died and kept going to work in that movie. <laughs> like, I tell you what, some of the people that write those real estate ads must be dead, though, oh. or at least dead inside. You know, investors' opportunity. So there's a corpse in the floor. <laughs> well, actually, in I was reading um, in Hong Kong because uh, there's so a lot of superstition. Yeah. You're actually um, the real estate agent has to tell you if something very horrific has happened. So if there's been a horrific murder or someone's killed themselves, and because if someone has died, because there, there is such a strong superstition, yeah, that uh, basically, so if someone dies there really horribly, um, the property value just like depletes by at least twenty percent straight away. Wow. And they can find that the the place has become impossible to sell. 
So there are either they will try to sell it to overseas investors, <laughs> or there are people who actually, um, I guess, people with money who play the long term game, who uh, rush in, and specifically there are people who sell list just those properties. So then investors buy them with the thing. Okay, I'll sit on this for twenty years. Yeah, and then when there's another more sinister murder to you know, wipe this one out, I can, yeah, paint it and, and sell it on. This is a horrible story, but mm. many years ago, so about oh, getting on for what, 20 years ago now, yeah. um, one of my cousins was married to a fella up in the northern suburbs of Adelaide mm. and his family were kind of dime store property investors. Mm. And one of the houses they were bidding on up in this very rundown, you know, terribly overlooked Adelaide suburb was one of the houses linked to the Snowtown killings. Okay, yeah. Now, it wasn't actually a murder site, but it was definitely linked to the killings. And there were some rings on the garage floor in the driveway. (gasps) And this guy was telling everyone just before the auction, that's where the barrels were. All this kind of stuff. He got the house for almost nothing. (laughs) Because all the fucking investors were like, I don't want a fucking Snowtown house. Yeah. (laughs) Like the bad juju involved in that. Oh, my. Well, you know, burn a bit of sage. Yeah. You know. But even, even for the ghost realtor. Things are potentially pretty tough. This is actually a grab from something I've managed to find on YouTube. It's got terrible sound quality, but it's all that's left. If anyone knows anything more about the ghost realtor, mm. let us know, especially whether or not she actually had to renege on a contract because they turned out to be a ghost or something <gasps> like that. Controversy. Yeah. But like, you know, he, like if you're going to buy a house, you'd get a building inspector in. Mm. Mm. Well, in this case, she's had to hire a professional psychic. I could tell Sue was thrilled with her new image, but to fully rebrand as the ghost realtor, she'd need to work with a professional psychic medium who could verify whether her homes were truly ghost-free. It's like, you know what an incubus is? It's a ghost that'll have sex with someone until they die. <gasps> wow. That's like what I experienced when I was in Switzerland. We'll have sex with you until you die. What the hell happened in Switzerland? <laughs> More than chocolate, that's for sure. Oh my God. You don't often hear that. Normally it's like, oh, I went abseiling. That's what I did in, in Switzerland. Oh, oh, a succubus will literally root you to death. That's what happened to me in Switzerland. I'm sorry, Sue. <laughs> I got better. <laughs> I lived through it. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. On a side note, and again, we're going to touch on this because I've actually done some research on sex with spirits. Oh, hello. Um, There are people who claim online that will sell you a succubus. Sell you one? Yes. They they don't mean like succulents? Like like an agave plant, maybe? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh my god, it's finally gonna happen. A fifteen year old boy is so excited and this potted plant arrives on his doorstep. <laughs> no, actually Cut you- to four hours later, the doctor extracting it from his anus. <laughs> this is not this is not how it's pictured in the movies. <laughs> He's just been burning candles, making more romantic. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck a cactus. <laughs> it said suck your bus. <laughs> How many times do you think those were the final words uh, said by a man? Uh, I'm going to fucking cactus. On the upside. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it was their last words. No cactus should be up your side. On the upside, <laughs> if it was a succulent, it'd be like aloe. It'd like, you'd fuck it and it would soothe you at the same time. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
now you're going to walk in on your son and you're going to find him with an aloe vera bush sticking out of his ass. And you're going to be like, why are you fucking that aloe vera? And he's going to look at you with a credulous look and be like, how else do I, how else do I satisfy the cactus bricks? It stops the sting, Dad. Obviously. Fucking cactuses. Hello again to our Mexican listeners. <laughs> this is why we're going off in Mexico. <laughs> and all our listeners in Mexico, let us know if someone you know fucked a cactus. Uh, is, is that how they get the tequila? Just remember, I'm the one who defended tequila here. <laughs> That's why it tastes the way it does. Oh, it's not arse juice. It is a beautiful... Centuries old tradition that still involves donkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers for tuning in. Oh my god, you fuck one cactus. (laughs) I fuck a one cactus. (laughs) Oh god. Oh, you dick. I've got tears. (laughs) A fucking cactus. Your dick looks like fucking Pinhead from Hellraiser. Like a cartoon after Bugs Bunny falls into a cactus oh. patch. Okay. Oh. Thank you for tuning in. To oh, good times, good times. Tuning in? Is that what you do to a podcast? I don't fucking know. <laughs> this is the BBC. It is, I don't know. <laughs> you, just, you just put it on while you're doing your gardening. <laughs> There's someone right now putting fucking succulents <laughs> into their garden just going, am I putting in a thirsty sex demon? Or are my kids going to fuck it? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Just I'm never gonna be able to look at anyone with a cactus ever again. No, God no. Oh god! I'm gonna so, go home and like plant some aloe vera though. Suddenly my chili farm obsession's not so bad. <laughs> uh, oh, it's all good until you fuck it. Yeah, well, I'm not fucking a habanero. <laughs> Wuss! <laughs> oh my god! We can make that our hundred episode challenge. Will John fuck this habanero? <laughs> If we get to 100 episodes, I'll do it. Uh, Oh, my God. (sighs) Well, thank you for joining us. (laughs) This has come apart like a fucking... Like an ass that's been fucked with a cactus. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm glad you get this out here instead of your Eurovision podcast. (laughs) Strangely, same subject comes up a lot. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, Fucking Brussels. Fucking Brussels. Oh, fucking Switzerland. <laughs> fucking Switzerland. <laughs> it's not neutral at all. Oh, my God. Getting force choked by a rapey demon. Oh, happened to me in Switzerland. You know? <laughs> and I'm sure it did. <laughs> oh, God, I'm just going to press stop. This is, this is just degenerating. <laughs> Don't look at me while you press. I'm pressing stop. <laughs>